Hey y'all, this is Allie Spears, your host of the Ag Chicks podcast, where I cultivate connections with the women who are helping feed the world. Today's guest is Paige Schmidt. Paige Schmidt is a fourth-year veterinary student from Crystal Springs, North Dakota. She grew up working on her family's fourth-generation commercial cow-calf and backgrounding operation. Congruent to her DVM, Paige is working towards a master's in biomedical sciences with the Beef Cattle Institute focusing on pulmonary diseases in feedlot cattle. Paige enjoys beef cattle production medicine and advocating for the industry. She also is currently a 23 NCBA trailblazer. She aspires to be an advocate for the industry and sharing the story of the acceptable stewardship it takes to get safe quality beef from pasture to plate. Her firsthand experience and mentality to provide engaging and evidence-based content that advocates for the beef production and consumption will always be incorporated into her future professional career. She's unsure of her future career plans, but hopes to focus on the beef cattle production on a large scale in the cow-calf or feedlot sector, while implementing advocation for the industry into her personal and professional career. So Paige and I met uh, through the Trailblazers program, and so I think this is going to be one of those seasons where we just have all the ladies on, uh, because it's such a good group of, just like a good group of us, overall, but then of course the women involved in our group this year are fantastic as well. Uh, But Paige, let's talk a little bit about kind of your childhood growing up. Where are you from? Where are you at now? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so like Ali said, my name is Paige Schmidt and I grew up in South Central North Dakota on my family's fourth generation um, commercial and cow-calf operation. Um, And that's kind of just where like you know, your childhood begins, your passions start to um, exploit. And I always enjoyed the ranch. Um, I have three younger siblings and me and my brother, who um, is next in line in sibling ranking, we were always really involved. Um, but I think it goes for like all the kids who grow up on a ranch, you know, they're always involved in the everyday um, work that goes on there. But today, um, I am currently not there because I'm in vet school and I can get into that a little bit later. But right now, i um, like I said, it's a fourth generation ranch. So my brother, my dad, and my eight-year-old grandpa are um, raising cows in South Central North Dakota and dealing with all of those challenges and victories that they um, go through seasonally. But um, yeah, it's just, that's where my passion for the industry stemmed from. And we always used to tease growing up, we um, were a family full of beef and basketball. So um, <laughs> besides raising cattle, we all played sports and basketball was one of those instrumental sports in uh, mine and my siblings um, upbringing, um, along with, you know, your 4-H and FFA and other activities. So when I um, got older and in high school, you know, still very involved with sports and thinking about colleges, you know, and I always had that passion for agriculture and wanted to go to um, an egg school. Um, but then besides sports, I also was very involved in science fair, um, which comes into my nerdy science self. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But along with that, um, we did science fair every year at my small, very small rural school. And my senior year, I was fortunate enough to um, win the state science fair and was elected to go on to the international science and engineering fair. Um, But with that came a very nice scholarship to attend um, the University of Jamestown, which is in North Dakota. And concurrently, I was also being recruited to play basketball um, for that college. Um, And it wasn't an ag school. It was a liberal arts school. It was pretty close to home, which was um, kind of fitting. But, you know, I wasn't really 
uh, I wanted to pursue agriculture and this kind of was a, a left turn for me, but with my science fair scholarship and my athletic scholarship, I decided to attend the University of Jamestown and, you know, vet school was kind of something that was always in the back of my head. Um, I was interested in that, you know, I grew up treating calves, checking pastures was always my job in the summer months and um, I always had a scientific interest, but, you know, going to vet school and the application process and all that, like it's, it's a daunting thing to think about and um, very intimidating. So I went to the University of Jamestown um, and got a biology pre-vet major with maybe thinking in the back of my head, I would go to vet school, but I wasn't tied to that. I wasn't like some vet students that know where they're going to go. They do all these externships and they, they're no, they know they're going to vet school. I was, I was not like that at all. Um, and I actually like through my process um, playing sports and going to a liberal arts college, I kind of got away from agriculture for a little bit and um, it wasn't my focus. Um, and I definitely missed it later on. Like you don't realize it right away because um, you're busy with other things, academics and athletics, but um, I missed it later on. And I, you know, always kept vet school in the back of my head. Um, so I worked at a vet clinic during the summer months and my final year going into my senior year of undergrad, the veterinarian and a student intern there all summer, they were like, Paige, I think you should apply to vet school. Like, I think you'd really enjoy it. You do a good job here, you know, just really encouraged me. And I'm thinking like, I have to apply like now, like the <laughs> applications are for this fall. Like this is due oh now. <laughs> this is not something I can put off. So Lo and behold, I decided to do it. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to try it. You know, I, and I really had no big intentions, you know, because I didn't have that as a focus or whatever, but I did my application and I got an interview um, to a couple of vet schools and I got in and that just kind of like changed my whole career goals a little bit. You know, it, I was ready to be done playing um, sports. You know, they were fun while they lasted. They taught me a lot of leadership and hard work, um, characteristics but at the end of the day it was something that I was never going to do um you know forever right. so I accepted to vet school and I chose to come to Kansas State um and you know that was already a whirlwind of a story but then I come to vet school and it's COVID so we have you know, all these restrictions I don't get to meet a lot of my classmates because um you know there's uh, classroom capacities and a lot of it was on zoom and it was really hard you know you're moving 700 miles from home I, I'd never been that far from home and I'm kind of an introvert growing up and it was a big change but you know after the first year you get through some of those hard didactic classes and you really start finding um, what you enjoy and obviously beef cattle was one of those for me and learning about that and getting more in-depth science classes on animal health um, is really what I truly enjoyed. So come second year, you know, the COVID restrictions are aside and I really like to take advantage of some of the opportunities that you have at a collegiate or graduate school um, and got involved with a lot of clubs and organizations. Um, and, you know, I, I've always uh, been involved like on an industry level. My parents and my dad have been involved in North Dakota and with the NCBA. So then that kind of led me to the Trailblazers program. And I mean, we've only had a couple interactions so far with our, our current cohort, but it's been awesome so far. Um, but so now currently, I guess I've been jumping around. Um, currently, <laughs> I'm a fourth year vet student. So I'm a, on my last year, which is crazy to think about. Um, and I have to go through one year of clinical rotations before um, I can get my DVM. 
And still, I want to focus on, you know, beef cattle. Um, I also, my second year, um, decided to do a master's in biomedical sciences with the B Beef Cattle Institute at Kansas State. Um, so I'm doing some feedlot production research on the side because I, I really enjoy research. I think it um, can be utilized to make our industry better and more efficient. And it really ties into my interests and my career path. So yeah, I got a couple of things going right now, but it's been great. It's been a whirlwind of a, of a journey so far. Yes. And so when we met, I feel like you and I have a lot of, in common, um, not only because, I mean, you are way more dedicated in terms of vet school than I am for grad school, but like, I feel like we just have a lot in common in terms of kind of where we're at in life and where we're going and all those things. But for you, I feel like your path to vet school is maybe not as traditional as some of the other people, especially so like for my real job um and poultry science at Texas A&M like we have a lot of students who come through and they think you know I have to be an animal science major or a biomedical student and uh, or poultry science major and have that like animal background as their undergraduate which as long as you're kind of getting your prereqs done it really doesn't matter what your undergrad is um but you as far as having an agricultural background and then going into a non-ag school and then now being in vet school at a very ag school at Kansas State, what has been kind of like, has there been something that you have like held on to in order to kind of get to the point where you're at and kind of your main goal? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question. And for me, like it was really intimidating because that was in the back of my head when I'm applying for vet school or even like now when I'm applying to, um, you know, do an NCBA thing or some other um involvement in the industry I don't have those like connections in some of those classes that, that you would have got at an egg school and that was really intimidating for me when I applied to vet school because I'm like well I don't have an egg background but I'm preaching that I want to do large animal medicine and that really doesn't mix together but I think it also um, you know I went to play sports like that was my like big motive in the scholarship of course to go there um, but through it all, it it all goes back to my passion. Like I grew up, I was really passionate about um, agriculture, our family's ranch, you know, FFA, 4-H, all those things I really enjoyed. And that's that's what, you know, drove me to be successful. And I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, your background. And even if you come from a non-ag background, if you have a passion for the industry and that's what drives you, like you can do anything. Um, so that's just kind of what has pushed me going. Like I may not be the most qualified in some of the things, but I have a passion and I'm going to work hard to become the most qualified or to find the information or someone who does know to, you know, come to an end goal with that. So yeah, it's very intimidating not going to um, an egg school. And I think sometimes I, I'm hesitant to say that, you know, when people ask me like, oh, did you go to NDSU, which is the big egg school in North Dakota? I'm like, no, I didn't, you know, like, um, but it just shows that, you know, you don't have to have a straight path to get to the place you're going. And, you know, vet school, it, it was a daunting thing for me to um, try and um, take under. But like, now that I'm here, like, I can imagine myself doing anything else. Like, it really aligns my interests and my scientific curiosity. And it's just, it all works out, right? <laughs> totally. No, and I, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of times, especially when you're younger, right, and trying to figure out your life, the, the daunting task that that is, that there is like this one path and you have to follow that path. And if, you know, one little piece of that puzzle falls out, like the world comes crashing down. And that really could not be further from the truth. Um, obviously, like your story and your path has is like a perfect example of that. 
um, for me, I think it was thinking like, I have to graduate, have a job and whatever my first job is like, that's what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And then as I quickly realized, like, yes, I enjoy my job, but there's so many other things you can continue to do and really find your passion as you continue to grow. Um, so yeah. And just to add to that too. So, you know, going to a liberal arts school, um, you're with students that have had a lot of different, like, um, childhoods and opinions than yourself. And I think looking back now, um, it was really weird for me when I was there because like I was the country girl, you know, they, you know, grew up on the farm. No one else really did, you know? And for me now that I have an interest in advocacy and consumer education, like that experience has really helped me because I've learned, you know, other aspects of how people think, you know, what they see. And, um, it's, it's very different when you're in the middle of it, but I think it helps you grow as a person and um, shows like some of the the other types of opinions out and out there and like what you know other people think. So I like to try and find the silver lining of it too. But no, and that was actually going to be my next question: is because you interacted with people who were different, right? Come from different places, have different backgrounds. Do you think that that has helped you in kind of understanding other perspectives and maybe the other side sometimes too? Yeah, I think it absolutely has. And for one, the main thing that it's done is help me approach these people a little better and more friendly and um, just coming at from like a curiosity standpoint, like I'm not trying to make you eat beef or think what we do is the end all be all, but just so you can understand from a personal perspective from someone who grew up with that. And that's even carried on to vet school. Um, You know, going to vet school, I thought I was going to be surrounded by students that had all the similar interests as me. They want to do mixed animal practice, large animal, like all this stuff. And it was astounding to me to um, meet some of my classmates and students in vet school who, you know, grew up in a very urban community and they don't want to eat animals because they're here to save them. And that was really a, a surprise for me. But also, like, I've had some really good conversations with some of my classmates about, Um, you know, what they think uh, happens or some of the things they've been told. And we've just been really able to um, meet on common ground almost and just um, talk about our different, you know, experiences and why we do some of the things we do. Yeah. And I think too, for agriculture, sometimes we get, and I've mentioned this before, I know we kind of had this conversation too at one point, but we get really caught up in our side of the story and like what happens on, in the industry without really thinking about that's coming across sometimes or like why there's misconceptions so I think it is important to have that kind of outside thought process in the back of our mind maybe it's not you know a driving factor all the time but at the end of the day like those people are consumers and those are the people we're wanting to buy our product so we need to make sure that we are kind of taking into account what their thoughts feelings perspectives all that is um, of us as producers and in industry no absolutely I agree yeah so let's dive in just a little bit more. I know we talked a lot about kind of your your path and you getting to vet school and you being almost done with vet school. Yay. <laughs> but what is that exactly um, like, are you hoping to have your own practice? Are you hoping to work for a company? What's kind of your plan there? Allie, this is the hardest question anyone can I'm ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know that it it's a valid point. I'm going to have to start figuring out here pretty soon. Um, so I, to be honest, I don't really know. I know I want to do beef cattle. Um, That's what my passion is. I do also enjoy um, some equine medicine, Um, not exclusively, but, um, you know, it's a little different side of medicine, but, you know, production medicine is really my passion and um, providing a food supply for the um, 
for the consumers in the world is where I um I really have interest in and I have that competitive efficient mindset from growing up on a cat operation and playing sports and stuff like that so I guess for me I um I want to go into private practice um, after vet school. Um, I want to find a good practice that does a lot of um, cow-calf and some feed yards. Um, I didn't grow up with feed yard experience, but through my time at Kansas and my research with the VCI, I've really um, had some doors open in that aspect, and I really enjoy that. And along with my advocacy passion, I really enjoy feedlot medicine because it's so close to good to the consumer. And I think there um, is a void in some of the advocacy that we have because feedlots aren't always the prettiest thing and people are really scared of feedlots, um, but they're very efficient and they're great um, businesses that really um, help us supply all the consumers out there. So I've found a new passion for that. Um, I'm not really answering your question, but- <laughs> You are because I mean, all of those things are important factors, right? Into what's kind of helping you decide. Um, and not to cut you off, you can totally finish answering. Oh, no. I, I no, right after school, I plan to go to practice um, and get my feet dirty. I mean, my feet dirty. My, I am kind of probably. Right? My feet will get dirty too. Um, my feet wet, you know, get some bumps and bruises because you learn a lot in vet school, but you don't, don't learn everything. And there's going to be a lot um, to learn in the real world when I get in practice. Um, but after that, you know, I do enjoy doing some research. Um, you know, live cattle research has been um, great. And um, I also enjoy being involved on an industry level. So some type of organizational involvement that I could have in my future career would also be um, something of my interest. So at this point, I'm just kind of going to see where the wind blows me and find a good practice after school and, um, you know, learn what I can, find a good mentor and we'll just see where it goes from there. Yeah. And sometimes I think that's the best approach to have is just kind of be open to anything and everything and figure it out as you go and take things as they come. Yeah. I do know that I don't want to do small animal practice. Like I have no interest for that. So, I mean, you got to learn what you don't want to do too. I think, you know, what? I am a firm believer that that is sometimes just as important as figuring out what you do want to do sometimes. Yeah. More important sometimes. <laughs> But I'm glad you brought up feedlots too, and because I won't, we won't get too in depth um, in this topic. But you and I and Sam, I think, had a conversation at Trailblazers about how uh, we get kind of this narrative right now about buying local and direct from, from producers is such a cool thing and an awesome concept that we are able to do um, as an industry and fantastic that producers are being able to provide that service to consumers. But when we think about the masses in terms of where people are buying their, their meat and beef and those types of things, it really is going to be the grocery store. And so feedlots really are such a huge part of that and a huge kind of link in the supply chain as a whole. Um, but we don't talk about them, like you said, because sometimes it gets, um, it's just not the, the prettiest vision. Sometimes it's not the big green pasture always that uh, we want to be portraying as an industry. Um, but through kind of the advocacy and the training that we just went through, how do you think your role in being a veterinarian and kind of understanding that, like, what, where is the importance in that and kind of being able to share more about the positives and the efficiency and all that of some of those not so pretty areas in our industry. Yeah. Before I answer that question, I'm going to back up and just, 
I'm partial to like both like selling direct and the main um, supply chain. Like my family, majority of our cattle go through, you know, a feed yard and go to grocery stores and restaurants and the main supply, but we also do sell um, some direct. And we, yeah, we talked about that a lot at Trailblazers and I think it's just great that we have all these options um, and a variety of different options as well. But yeah, with feed yards and a veterinarian's um, role, like veterinarians do a lot of feedlot consulting um, on feed yards. So they're coming, they're monitoring, um, they're monitoring the efficiency. They're going through um, animal health protocols um, and different um, management systems, um, looking over the workers and um, one of the things that a lot of feeders do is BQA, um, making sure that we're giving the proper injections and the proper antibiotics. So when it comes to large feed yards, the veterinarian has more of an educational role and they're oversighting everything because their feed yards feed a lot of cattle and it's not um, efficient for a veterinarian to look at every individual cattle, but they um, train workers under them to do those jobs and they oversee them. So a veterinarian has a very important role, especially um, since it's so close to the consumer, you know, we have to monitor for um, antibiotic residues and make sure their proper protocols are in place. And we ultimately want those animals to have a great healthy life. And I think a veterinarian in all sectors of the industry has an important role with that, um, whether that's communicating with the producer or um, doing the task themselves. Yeah. No, and I think that's such an important thing to uh, not only remind ourselves as producers from when things get a little heated on different sides of the argument, but also for consumers to know that, you know, it's, we're not just throwing all these cattle out in a pen and being okay, fend for yourself, right? There's so many steps and protocols and uh, processes that we go through to really ensure animal health and uh, make sure that they are being cared for in the best possible way. That's so true. And I think that's sometimes the reason why we don't always talk about it with consumers because it's so complicated. We have a very complicated industry and sometimes I don't even understand it and I've lived in it my entire life. And it's hard. You don't want to overwhelm them, but you also need to get the point across that this is not something simple that we're just doing this for our own business. Like we're doing this to supply a safe and wholesome product for you as well. And um, I hope to contribute and help, you know, clear some of those waters in the future when I get out and practice, because I think it is so important. Um, but it, it's not an easy conversation, especially with someone with no background on it at all. Exactly. And so switching gears just a little bit here. Um, why did you, and maybe this is, this is, I told you I wasn't going to ask you any hard questions and here I am just throwing them at you. That's been my trend. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but why did you decide to apply for the trailblazer program and kind of what have you learned so far I guess I don't know that weekend Denver man I came away from that just like holy cow there's so much here that I just wasn't even aware of <laughs> but what's kind of been your thoughts and, and feelings towards everything so far yeah, so last year when they first announced the inaugural class or whatever, I remember looking at that press release and I'm like, this is something I would love. Because last year, actually, I think it was 2022, January 2022, my uh, New Year's resolution was to start something new. And what I did was I started doing um, Instagram videos on like our ranch and our farm. And it lasted for a while and I really enjoyed it. Um, but going off to school, I'm not around cat all the time. I can't have a consistent like story and, um, you know, something to share so it kind of I kind of got away from that I hope to get back to it sometime but that was kind of where my um my interest for um 
consumer education really came from because so many people would reach out to me and be like I had no idea and they're living in rural North Dakota where you think they have some idea like surrounded by agriculture um so that really extended my interest and I wanted to pursue that further but it was just hard being in vet school um but I saw their press release for trailblazers and I remember thinking like I really want to do this but I just wasn't at a time that I could commit to that um during my second year of vet school um, but I knew a really good friend. Um, I grew up with her, Shay Keister, and she was able to do it. And so I kind of like followed her through her journey. And when it came time to apply for the next year, uh, you know, it was in the back of my head, but I was like, I don't know if I should do this, you know, like I'm still in vet school. I'm not qualified to do yeah. this, you know. <laughs> All of the doubts. <laughs> But Shay actually had texted me. I didn't even reach out to her. And she had just had texted me one day. And she's like, Paige, I think you would really enjoy this. And I think you'd be really good at it. And it was just that one person that was in my corner um, pushing me to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. Like, who knows if I even get it or not? So I applied. And yeah, I was selected. I'm so excited because I there's so many great people in our group. Like, they really are. Ridiculous. Like, I'm honored to be in the same cohort as everyone else. But I think for me, like I doing my Instagram stories a couple of years ago and just like learning about what other people think of agriculture and what they're told about agriculture. I was very passionate about it. And I'm the type of person I'm outspoken enough that I wanted to be a part of that conversation, but I knew I needed resources, um, whether that be just like information or people networking across the industry to help me do that. Um, and just broaden my own horizons and what I know about the industry. And I think that whirlwind of those four days or three days I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know how long we were there <laughs> we were just you know had so much information met so many great people that are just ex experts in their field and learning more about the checkoff and just different um, facts and figures on the industry was so beneficial for me and you know I don't remember everything we went through but I at least have the resources and people who do and um, just those connections we made I think are going to be so beneficial Honestly, I don't even remember the original question you asked me. No, yeah, that was your kind of thoughts, feelings, everything about why you applied, all of that. No, I think that's, I couldn't relate more, honestly, to what you said. And I think, um, again, kind of us being separated from kind of the, our original, um, like our family operations right now is such a weird time because we have experience, we, we know what we're talking about, but it's kind of that weird, I don't want to say imposter syndrome because I don't like that phrase, but- like but I'm <laughs> yeah like it's we're just disconnected but yet we're still connected I don't know it's a weird time um so I think going and literally sitting next to people who are every day working on their ranch and they're in the feedlots and those types of things it was kind of like a moment for me like girl you don't know what you think you know and like I was really like taken aback by that feeling that I had but then it was also like you said so reassuring to know like okay if I do get a question like I can call Sam about a feedlot or if I get, you know, a question about something health-wise, like I can call you or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, uh, direct to consumer, like I'm calling Jolo, you know what I mean? Like those are just like, people that we have in our corner now and across the industry, across the United States, um, being able to use their connections. And so I think it's a really cool program and we got put through kind of the ringer for, for some of it, which was so good. Like, I feel like I learned so much about myself so much about the industry, so much about potential things we could be interacting with. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for for our group and kind of what's to come throughout the rest of the year too. Me too. And we, 
like just the different activities we had, especially we had talked a lot about the media training and just having that exposure and being put in the spotlight and asked questions and whether they're questions you like or not. Um, I think that's just beneficial because, you know, there's a lot of topics in agriculture that we think are just everyday things and they're fine for us, but people don't understand and they can be really hard topics to talk about. Um, so yeah, just, and seeing us all struggle together was kind of a little reassuring because I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. Right. <laughs> it, it was, was especially <laughs> some of those media interviews where it was like, you knew you were doing bad, but then like you couldn't, you weren't really sure how to recover. And so then like at the end, you just kind of like stop and look at everyone and they all just kind of look at you and it's like, I got your pain. Like I, I was right there with you a minute ago. <laughs> Literally, I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, yeah, I'm really excited. And the cool thing about the Trailblazers program is like, yeah, we have one year of like training, but after that, like, it's not like we're necessarily done. Like we right. still um, are going to have all this, these resources and information. And for me, it was, like you said, you talked a little bit about like, you know, very, it's a very humbling thing when you're in a room of experts in their various fields. And for me, it was hard and you can pertain to this as well, but like, I don't have like a job in the industry yet. Like I'm still in school and I'm like, I'm not qualified to be here. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing here, but, and I don't necessarily know where my career is going to take me, but I think having these resources, these people and just the information, the media training, um, the information about the beef checkoff, like that is going to help me no matter where you and I end up, you know, we're going to have that always so that's a little reassuring for me I think but yeah no I think I agree and I think too for me it was just kind of reaffirming like my passion for the beef industry again too and just reminding myself like okay yeah this is why I want to be involved in this this is why I love this way of life and so um yeah I don't know it's going to be an exciting year in future I think because I agree I think hopefully we get to all be in person again I think that was really beneficial I know we have some virtual stuff coming up um, but it's going to be, I don't know. I'm just excited about it. And I know that's super like cliche to say, but I think it's going to be a good program to continue and be a part of. I agree. I agree. Well, Paige, our time is wrapping up here today, but I want to thank you for being on the show with me today. Um, and just kind of talking more about yourself. And I know we talked a lot about telling your story at, uh, Trailblazers. And so for you, um, being a young woman in agriculture and kind of in this space, is there something that you maybe would share with somebody who's wanting to get involved in the beef industry or agriculture in general? Yeah, and I think what we talked about earlier is you don't have to have a straight and narrow um, journey to get to your end goal. And for me, it's been you got to you have to go with your passion. You have to go where your passion drives you. And it doesn't matter if you go to a liberal arts school or you grew up with no cattle. If you have a passion for the industry, um, there's a place for you. We need more people in the industry. We welcome them with open arms because um, we're being outnumbered. You, you know, only 2% of the world's population are farmers and ranchers. And so I guess for anyone listening, like if you have a passion for the industry and um, know that's where you want to go, like just keep working hard. There's so many opportunities out there, no matter what sector you go to. And just um, to be a little more specific, if anyone listening um, is looking into vet school or is a vet student, um, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk more about that. I've been through all the tears, the bumps and bruises, and I'm still going through it. So it's not over yet. but. Um, yeah, we have a really awesome community in agriculture and I, you know, if we stick together and share our stories and help each other out, it, 
it'll be a successful story. So I agree. So if somebody is wanting to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So you can um, find me on Instagram. My handle is page dot or page Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot N-D um, or Facebook at page Schmidt. And then if you'd like to email me, uh, my email is page dot Schmidt 1324 at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to me um, in any one of those um, platforms and I'd be happy to get to know you and chat. Awesome. Uh, well, I will include that in the show notes, like always. Um, but Paige, thanks so much for taking time to chat with me and good luck through clinicals and everything and everything else you've got going on. I cannot wait to continue to see you do great things um, and just be a part of this trailblazer ride with you. Thanks, Allie. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at AgChicks for more agricultural-related content. And also be sure to check out your favorite podcast here from www.agchicks.net. We'll see you next time.